Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Stassi. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited to have this as my first ever episode of, uh, oh my gosh, since the name has just escaped me, uh, Real Life with Saucy J. I am so excited to be doing this series along with the Simmer Spotlights and the Round Tables, but these will be sprinkled in and I am so excited to have Nard Villain here today and we're going to talk about sobriety. So thank you so much for coming here today. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate being on your show again. I love it. I'm so excited. So for anybody, this is actually our third podcast together, but no one would actually know that by my posting <laughs> schedule. <laughs> no, no. I won't be surprised if this airs before any of the other episodes that I'm in airs. Oh, it is. First. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I know, because yours. it's actually so funny because I'm pretty sure how the posting schedule works is this is coming out Sunday and then our actual Simmer Spotlight comes out on Wednesday. Wow, that's crazy. That's I'm actually crazy. looking forward to that. That's super cool, though. That I was actually so nervous to interview you, eh? Really? Yeah. Why? Just I don't know. Because like, you're just so cool. And I'm just like nah. a hot mess on a good day. <laughs> nah, you're the cool one. I mean, I you're the cool one. I love you're your I admire your storytelling and everything. Aww. It's in your podcast, too. It's great. Oh, well, thanks, Narville. And you're so sweet. Well, why don't we get this start off for anyone who's not yeah, yeah. any from when you for my new listeners, welcome. For anyone who's never has never heard a podcast, welcome. Nard Villain, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, my real name is Janard. And the reason why I go by Nard Villain is because I wanted to kind of separate my personal uh, content that I do just for like my client work and stuff. And then just kind of like switch that over to something that I can do gaming with or or just anything that's outside of like uh, my my professional work, which is photography and videography. So I went with Nardville and just to be able to give that separation from personal work to, you know, my hobby work or whatnot. Um, so, yeah, so I do a lot of photography work. I do a lot of content creating and stuff like that. Um, most people know the Nardville as uh, as Sims 4 content. You know, I'm always creating content based around you know, storytelling or tips and tricks. Sometimes I do like these little build challenges and stuff like that. And then when I'm not playing The Sims 4, obviously I'm doing photography work, video work, and, you know, hanging out with my fiance, soon to be wife in November, if uh, if I can, you know, make sure I don't ruin anything by then. But, um, and then when I'm not doing that, I like to go out and eat. And it used to be go out and grab beers and cocktails because, uh, the city that I'm in is very, very big in the culture when it comes to food and mm -hmm. beverages. Uh, the city I'm in is San Diego. Hopefully y'all don't dox me because I just told you I'm in, in San Diego. Um, and I think San Diego has a huge beer culture. Um, mm -hmm. Before I moved out here, you know, it was definitely, um, I didn't know that it was going to be a huge beer culture. I mean, I was drinking Bud Lights, you know, that was it for me, Bud Lights and Coors Lights. So. But anyway, that's my story, you know, photographer, photographer, videographer, and Sims 4 content creator. See, you're definitely the cool one in this relationship. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to congratulate you. Um, obviously this podcast is about sobriety and mm -hmm. as of this podcast being filmed, you're 11 months sober. That is yes. absolutely phenomenal. I want to hear your journey from start to finish to where you started 11 months ago to where you feel today. Oof. Well, uh, I don't know. I think what I had to do was I had to question myself and ask myself, like, what is my relationship with alcohol? Like, I mm -hmm. at one point, it was just, you know, a social thing, maybe a coping thing. 
um, like going out with friends, having drinks, or if I had that bad day, why not? Sure, why not? Let's just have, you know, a couple glasses of wine or whatever, just to wind down or just to get that that stressful feeling out of my out of my system, you know? Mm-hmm. And then at one point it started to be like, man, do I really need to go out and have this drink? Or do I, you know, do I really need to just drink when I'm in a bad mood, you know? Like, I just feel like that's just not healthy for me. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into like feeling bad for drinking like i'll be out and i'll be having a drink or two and i'll be like man maybe i shouldn't have the third one that's when i realized maybe i should just take a break you know this was i've done this before i've done it you know six or almost seven years ago i did like this little 30 uh 30 30 day no alcohol challenge and i honestly liked the way it made me feel and i was like you know what maybe i should do it again you know because i felt like my relationship with alcohol was not necessarily, I don't want to say that I was addicted to alcohol where like it impacted the way I lived, you know, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I can't live without it or I wake up wanting to drink. It was more like I was maybe abusing it. Like maybe I was just, you know, drinking for no reason, you know, like maybe, you know, drinking daily, drinking over the required, because, you know, you can drink like maybe a glass or two daily and be considered like the a normal casual drinker versus mm-hmm. like you know drinking four to five glasses of alcohol a day could be a little bit more on the abusive side you know so i was just thinking now that i'm thinking about drinking and how and i'm feeling bad about drinking maybe i should just give it a break you know and maybe it'll help me physically and mentally mm-hmm. um so the weekend of memorial day um i was just like here in the states in us um, back in, uh, I guess that was June, I was like, you know what, you know, I'm gonna go, I, I was actually in um, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, America, and I was like, you know, this will be my last weekend that I'll just drink and I'll just, you know, try to, you know, do a cleanse, a little detox, you know, just so that way I can kind of get back, just have a reset, you know, have a reset, just so that way I can just be able to whenever i do decide i want to drink again it's not like every day i'm not thinking about wanting to drink or i'm not making it when i am drinking i don't feel bad about drinking because again where i'm from it's like a it's just a culture you know there's so many breweries here in town there's over a mm-hmm. hundred breweries so it's just kind of like a thing to do you know it's like let's go out and just go to different breweries and try it out you know so i wanted to get back into that but i wanted to have a reset where i didn't have to just come home and habit of just drinking every day so that was like the initial the initial start to it and then of course i said i'm gonna do the 30 you know 30 day uh detox and during that 30 day detox i immediately just noticed the 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 perks and from there i was like you know what maybe i'll give it 60 days Mm -hmm. so and then from there here we are like 11 months in and that's just you know that was the start just realizing what my relationship was and and the fact that I was starting to feel a little bad about drinking kind of pinpointed my start to my sobriety. Well, thank you so much for sharing and congratulations. Yeah. It is thank a big you. feed to get alcohol away from your life. I think it's fascinating. And, and you kind of really brought up a good point that like going out to eat, we usually associate like the first thing people ask us when we go to eat is what would you like to drink? Mm-hmm. And they are, they're not talking about water and they're not talking about pop. They're, they are talking right. about alcohol. They're talking about, well, do you want a beer? Do you want a glass of wine? And then I think it's just become, it's just become so normal in a society that like, let's have mm-hmm. that beer. 
let's yeah. have that wine and it because like to be honest with you in my personal opinion i think beer tastes like dragon piss like Ooh, it just i love me some dragon piss oh <laughs> i just <laughs> i've never been a beer person i would say i'm more of a cider if i had to, if i had to choose but i'm liquor i'm a liquor mm. girl Ooh, through yeah, and, through. and that is just is it's very dangerous because there's a difference between something that's 60 percent and something that's like seven percent mm-hmm. yeah but i think it's fascinating that you're right. Like you just go out places. You're like, it's, oh, I'll go have a, like, I'll go have a beer. And like, oh, the next thing I know, the person's like, well, do you want another one? And because you're having mm-hmm. such a great time, the first yeah. one, the the rule of thumb of sobriety is usually the first one tastes good, but the second one tastes better. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So they're like, oh, I'll have a second one. And now you're, you're whacked up $20 in alcohol, $20. You're looking at a $40 meal. And they're like, well, do you want a third one? You're like, ah, fuck it let's go let's have a third right. one i'm here we're here for a while right like mm-hmm. let's now you yeah now you're three in and mm-hmm. depending on your alcohol tolerance you could be tipsy at mm-hmm. that point and now you're like okay well now i have to wait it off because i have to i can't drive and then you're there a little bit longer and then you're realizing you're like this turned into like a six-hour evening which can be fine but or, or like birthday parties it's like let's go mm-hmm. to the bar let's go like Let's go, yep. let's go, let's go blackout wasted. I think the thing is, is because when we're in college, it's so much fun to drink. I think because it's the first yep. time that we're making friends and that's how we, that's how we do, like, that's how they do things. And like when you're like 20, 21, you're like, let's mm-hmm. go to the bar, let's pre, let's go to the after party, let's yep. just drink until we fucking fall over. But the like, what kids don't realize is hangovers get worse as our bodies grow <laughs> because it's poison we are literally poisoning our bodies the reaction that we are having is poisoning our body and our body is saying no thank you you've done it too much but we just continue to do it because how many everybody has had a hangover being like i'm never doing this again mm-hmm. but then we forget and we're yep. like oh well it, it won't be as bad this time or i'll drink more water this time and I, I think it's fascinating to like to be honest with you. So if I if I may share, I'd like to share my sobriety story. Absolutely. Which is a, which is a little different. It wasn't alcohol, it was drugs. Mm. Um, so I was in child rehab before I was uh, 18 years old, uh, for an eating disorder, substances, and alcohol. I was gonna die. I I did a lot of bad things because I wanted to be skinny and I wanted to be popular. And that is what both you had. That's what you did. My parents said, you're like, you're going to die. So they, they carted me off to rehab. And then I, the day I turned 18, I got out and I, they basically said, you're welcome to stay, but you have to pay because you're no longer a child. You're an adult or you go out in the real world. So for five years, I didn't touch any drugs. Um, It wasn't until I started like lightly smoking marijuana and that was lately because I was very cautious because that was the first drug I ever tried it was actually something me and my first ever boyfriend actually something we really bonded over like we started smoking joints when we were 13 years old it was something that we were like oh we're both druggies haha druggies let's you know party together stay together kind of idea and I was like I can I can you know you know what like I can reintroduce marijuana into my uh, back into my system because it's 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 not as bad as alcohol it's fine no i my body's like you no 
Like you taught us that this is bad. Mm. Don't do this. And so, but I can, I can have the occasional drink now and not feel like I need to drink the bottle. I mm. was, I was 24. I was in a really bad job. This job, the job I previously had, which was terrible. This other job fucking it was it had to be the worst shop the owner was the most disgusting man you would ever meet in your life like i can't even he shouldn't even be classified as a man he's a fucking mm. lizard and like me and my girlfriend have both gone to trauma and counseling over this man how much trauma Jeez. he's provided both me and her here's a great example so i had a miscarriage there and well, not, not at work. I was at work. And then I was like, I have to go because something's, something's wrong. He told everybody that I deserved it. Wow. That's crazy. You know how fucked up that is? So anyways, during that time, I used to drink whiskey straight from the bottle every night because it was the only coping me mechanism I had because I was so scared if I even just did one puff of a weedy puff stick that it would throw me in. I would mm -hmm. just be back to where I was. And then I got out of that job and then I've just like, I'd be the occasional drinker and I haven't done weed. And like, cause like I've, I say, I've been California sober for 12 years, which is not even real sober. That is still drinking and smoking weed. Mm -hmm. okay, that's not hundred yeah, percent yeah. sober, but like I haven't had an alcoholic beverage in three weeks. Cause I had to figure out the last time I had one and it's been, I was, oh, it'll be six years since I've done some form of marijuana and people here treat it like I'm insane. And when I don't like go up, when I go to a party and I don't like go out and smoke with them, mm -hmm. um, I might like my fiance is really good at it, but like, and everyone's really good at it, but like, but you like, they're like, you don't, you don't smoke or like, you don't, and I'm like, no, I'm good. Uh, sorry, I just this drugs are just not my thing anymore. Yeah, and they're like anymore, and I'm like, you heard that? We're just gonna leave it there. Or I'll have like a like I'll have like one or two drinks, and I'll think I'm a wizard at this point because my body is just like, do not do this to us. And it's fascinating for the girls' side of it. So when girls decide to stop drinking, uh, you know what the first question we get asked is? What's that? Are we pregnant? Wow. That's the first question. So if I go to my parents' house, because I've now made a promise to myself, I will not drink at my parents. Not that like anything bad's happened, but I don't condone behavior that's presented there. So I won't drink. And they're like, they're like, oh, like have a bottle of champagne with me. And I'm like, no, I'm good. And they're like, are you pregnant? And I'm like, no, I'm just not drinking right now. So I've actually just said like, oh, I'm just having really bad period cramps. I'm just taking mm -hmm. a lot of Advil. And it sucks that you have to make up an excuse and you just can't say, I'm just not want, I'm just don't want to drink. You know, it's got to be just, a reason for it. Right. Like I just don't want to drink. And I think that's so weird because a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their mind around it. Like you don't yeah. drink mm -hmm. anymore. You don't do drugs anymore have you had that experience as well of just people being confused by it or happy for you uh kind of a combination of both uh especially when i'm out like i sometimes I, like i said sometimes just like you i feel like i have to be like oh you know i don't even tell them i just don't drink or i'm just trying mm -hmm. i'm on this sobriety journey i just say oh i'm doing 
sometimes we call it like the dry January, even yeah. though I was already six months in, I was just like, oh, I'm just doing the dry, dry January or, oh, I'm I, at one point I was saying, oh, I just, I'm just on this medication and I just don't want to drink on it or whatever. Um, and then usually it's, I'm just detoxing right now. And sometimes I'll be honest. I'll be like, yeah, I decided to do a 30 day no alcohol. It just depends on who it is. And mm -hmm. if I feel like I want to explain it, um, cause I don't, I'm not preachy preachy about it. I just like, I just, I'm just more about like, you know, this, I do it because I just feel better not drinking, you know, I don't want to mm -hmm. waste a, the full, a whole day because of decisions I made the night before, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I do have to kind of make up an, a story every once in a while, but for the most part now, especially my close friends, they're, they're more supportive now or, or they were, they are supportive. Mm -hmm. And they still invite me out, you know, I like I'm very comfortable going to a bar and hanging out with people knowing like, you know, they're going to drink and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so that doesn't bother me. Now, the first month or so, it might have been a little bit more of a transitional phase for me. But now, as I'm already 11 months in, mm -hmm. I can basically do anything now and, and not be weird about it just because I'm not drinking. So I think that. I could not agree more. And I, I, I have mm -hmm. to ask you this other question. If we, if you go mm -hmm. with people and everybody else is drinking and you are staying sober, how do you, like, how do you feel? Like, are you feel like you're having just as much fun or do you feel like everyone else is having so much more fun around you because they think they're having more fun than you? Um, I'm always in myself, into my, like, I'm always like in myself thinking about what others are probably thinking. So mm -hmm. I try to, the the first month or two was very hard. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. there was times where I would have I would be at a brewery and mm -hmm. there's nothing but water. So I had to like teach, train myself or tell people like, like, hey, let's go out, but let's go to a brewery that also has food or something for yeah. me to be doing that's not just sitting here watching you guys drink. Um so the it it was I would say the first couple of weeks or months were very hard to transition into a night where I'm hanging out with a lot of people mm -hmm. and they're all drinking. Now it's a little bit different. Um, now it's kind of like, I'm worried that they might think they're the weird ones and not me because I'm mm -hmm. not the one drinking. Cause so sometimes I have to think about that too. Like if I'm out with like a buddy and he's hanging out, he's drinking and having a couple of, uh, or we're eating and he's having a couple of drinks. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's just him drinking and I'm just, you know, having a non-alcoholic beverage. Mm -hmm. uh, I try to just, you know, let them know like beforehand. It's like, hey, man, let's go out, have a couple of drinks. Don't mind me. I'm not drinking right now, but I'm, I'm, I can still hang, go out and have a great time. Um, the only thing for me that makes it harder is staying out longer than what I would have stayed out if I was drinking. Yeah. Normally now I'm like ready to go after an hour of just hanging out. Mm -hmm. Now, if I was drinking with them, I could stay out all night, but now it's kind of a little bit different in that retrospect too. I could not agree more. And I I was going to bring up the point of like being a sober person and a, mm -hmm. a crowd of people that are not sober. I think time uh, slows down like 80%. Oh my God. Because yes. everybody is having, because they're on a different, they're on a different white leg. They're on a different planet, mm -hmm. in my opinion, mm -hmm. because they're, the, the alcohol is hitting them at different speeds and different levels, <laughs> right? right? So you're just sitting there like they're like oh guys remember mm -hmm. that thing in high school they're like oh my yeah. god i do and you like outside you're like i have no idea what you're talking about yeah and then they're like you're not on our level and i'm like you are right my friend i am mm -hmm. not on your level i have no idea how you're feeling or they're like yeah bro bro blah, blah. Mm -hmm. and because they're just again and i think it's something is fascinating that you said that like 
if they hang out with a buddy, especially in the beginning, you're like, yeah, like we can go out, but like, I'm not mm-hmm. drinking. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's, I think that's, it's, it's good to let people know, but at the same time, it's a little sad as a society that we have to like indicate, like we're yeah. still fun and like, we can mm-hmm. still go places, yeah. but I'm just not going to have a beer. I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to partake in weed just because like, for example, so here in Canada, it's legal. You can walk mm-hmm. down the street with a joint in your hand and smoke it and nothing bad's going to happen to you. I know places in the States are not like that. And definitely places in the yeah. UK are not like that. So it's, you can just like walk through a smoking pit. There's actually no cigarettes anymore. It's vaping and it's weed. Like that's the two Oof, yeah. things in smoking pits. It's, it's so weird, but like, I, it was New Year's Eve. I shouldn't have been drinking, but I just, I wanted to have, I I felt uncomfortable. Like I felt like I needed a drink because mm-hmm. everyone was drinking around me and everyone was just like, we played, a, we played a game, like a party board game. It was like the bridesmaids, girls, 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 uh, cards against humanity. And every single <laughs> question was like, have you ever been, have you ever gone to the hospital because you drank too much? And I was like, yes. And they're like, what? And then the next question is like, so like, when was the last time you puked? And I was like, the day before I got my appendix out. And they're like, what? Mm. And then the girl next to me, I, I don't even remember her name. She looked like a Kardashian. And she said to me, she's like, it's so big of you that you can sit next to somebody drinking. And I did, it didn't even clue in to like what I, I like. I'm glad that she was applauding me. Mm-hmm. But you don't know me you don't right you have no idea thank you for acknowledging that but i wouldn't just like go to someone not eating meat being right now like i acknowledge you for sitting here was i eat a burger i acknowledge you for like yeah for you right. it's weird right yeah. like why is it so weird to just say i don't i don't want to drink because like, as soon as i'm like oh i think i'm pregnant they're like oh my god you can't drink you can't even think about it you're not if you're trying for a baby it's recommended that you don't drink for six months beforehand oh wow just right? so that the baby doesn't have any like yeah so like yeah. not that you're going on like a bender and i mean nothing right. will happen to the baby i mean the chances of like is like slim yeah. to none but it's just like for the healthy proper body don't mm-hmm. drink be- six months before so when we first started trying for kids i'd be like i'm like we're actively trying i'm trying everything under the sun i'm not drinking because that's going to improve our chances holy shit i would be like i'm not drinking right now they're like why are you finally like pregnant and i'm like no i'm just trying but i don't want it they're like oh but like a glass of wine is not gonna hurt you yeah. a beer so is still not pressuring you, you. it's yeah, still see, pressure it's so but they don't realize yeah. that they're pressuring but yeah. why can't, if i just say no it's, yeah. it's it, it here's an example for everyone listening hi i do heroin no, thank you, sir. I don't want to do heroin. No one would ever say, but are you sure? Because heroin yeah. is just so great. It's the same type of... It is. It's the yeah. same. But we we it's just because you're able to go buy it in a can for $3. Mm-hmm. We don't associate it being addicting. Right. I just find that always so weird. Have you? How about you? Have you ever had that experience? Yeah, I... Not as much recently, but maybe when I was maybe in my earlier 30s, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not as cool anymore. So, I mean, all my friends are kind of older and uh, I don't really get out as much because mm-hmm. I work about 16 hours a day. So it's like, but when I do go out, um, there was one time I was pressured uh, for, uh, what is it called? It's um, a bachelor party. I went to a bachelor party yeah. sober. Yep. And this is a great story. Uh, and this is a great answer to your question. 
Um, this is the only time out of 11 months I was pressured like like it was nothing was at a bachelor party when I was with my buddy and mm -hmm. he knew the circumstances and he was like hey I know you're not drinking but I'd love to have you come to our bachelor party you know we're gonna go we're gonna do we're gonna beer pop we're gonna bar crawl you know yeah. we'll pub crawl I was like sure every bar is gonna have food they're gonna mm -hmm. have non-alcoholic beverages plenty of you know eye candy yeah. and things to do places to you know dance or whatever so I was like yeah I'll I'll be yeah. distracted from the cravings of wanting to drink you know alcohol and one of the guy's buddies who was at the bite party was like he was obviously tipsy and he was like um just one shot the bro is like you know our best friend our, our buddy's getting married you're not even gonna just have at least a shot with me just take just take one shot i understand that he was probably a little tipsy mm -hmm. um but i was kind of offended like yeah. that rubbed me the wrong way like i was like bro, I just said I wasn't going to drink. Like, what are we, like, tw like, what are we, 20 years old? Yeah, like, like what are you, like, 17 peer years pressuring? peer pressuring me? Yeah. Like, get the fuck yeah, out like, of what, here. Yeah, like, what, what are you going to get out of me taking a shot with you? And you probably won't even remember the next day that you forced me to take a shot. Mm -hmm. So I kept my cool, I kept my cool, and I was like, nah, good, nah, bro, I'm good. He's like, nah, I'm going to just order you a shot. Just, just, just take one little shot. And so eventually I just walked away. Uh, I don't know how I got out of that situation. I think I might've been like, he might've got distracted. And I was like, nah, dude, bro, I'm good. Trust me, I'm good. You know, plus I drove. I haven't been drinking for six, yeah. seven months at this point. Uh, I don't know how that shot's gonna do to me. And because I drove, I just don't wanna be trying to drink and drive. And I'm cool, bro. I'm like, I'm cool. Like, I don't really need a drink, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's how I got out of that. I was just like, I just kept saying no. And uh, even if he kept pressuring me, I would just, I would have just walked away. Like yeah. I, I was getting annoyed, but because of the circumstances and because I was with his friends or whatever, I, you know, I kept my Southern rough country boy wanting to fight um, at a bar. I kept him still, you know, back mm -hmm. in the college days, you know, if I was in college and I was sober and he was forcing me, it would have been a different story, but yeah, I've matured, I've matured. This well, super villain has matured in his in his don't start a bar fight that you know way. So definitely don't ever start a bar fight because like nobody no. wins because you go to jail yeah. and then you have to pay for the damages and then it's and just I'm like it's not friends. even a cool story. It's, yeah, it's a bachelor yeah. party. It's his friends. Bachelor party with his friends. Yeah, and I yeah. and again like I said it didn't lead to that, but I was getting a little annoyed. It's getting just, frustrating. I was getting frustrated, but like, yeah, that was the only time. Because like if you say no. And the thing, I think that always bothers me, and this is in like real life as well. If you like, no, I do not want this. But then the person's like, but are you sure? And mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, I'm 100% positive. Thank you for reconfirming, but no, I'm good. And they're like, yeah, but, but don't you want it? And you're like, right. no, I've now said no three times to you in a mm -hmm. minute. My answer has not changed and it's not going to change in the next 30 mm -hmm. seconds. So can we please move on to another conversation? How are you? You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. It's the same with food too. Like sometimes you're yeah. trying to limit your, you know, you know, you might have some dietary restrictions and you don't want to, mm -hmm. you know, get too crazy with sweets or whatever it may be. And again, it's the same thing. It's like, look, we got all these cookies. You don't want to have at least one or yeah. it's going to kill your diet or your whatever. I'm like, like no, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I don't want it. You know, oh, I still, my. again, I want to feel good the next day. Yeah. 
So I, I could not agree more. So I did keto, like strict keto. Ooh, from I cannot do keto. January, uh, so from July to August of last year, because we were doing an engagement oh shoot, so I had to lose all the, yeah. I lost like 15 pounds of keto weight, or uh, COVID weight. I was mm -hmm. strict, 20 net carbs a day. Ooh. And that was during my birthday. We oh had keto cupcakes. I would measure it down by the, like, I like down to the inch. So yeah. like, so if I was having a craving, I would cut a gummy bear into an eighth. And I would mm. eat it but just because I was like, I need the sugar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would, I would say, I, I wish I could go back and tell you of when I got sober back when I was 18 and like in rehab of like how I felt going through and how stressful my body felt going through that. Mm. I don't remember. I've blocked a lot of it out, but I would associate it from when I cut sugar out of my diet. Mm -hmm. It's the same sensation as cutting out alcohol or drugs. You go through withdrawal. Mm -hmm. I was sweating. I was starving. There would, there would just be points where I was just like, I have to eat. Like I would eat something. So when I had an eating disorder, so I had pica. For anyone who doesn't know what pica is, is when you eat objects that are not food because you're so physically hungry that your 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 teeth need the sensation of eating something. So I used to eat tissues, which is mm. gross and weird to think about. But I used to eat box of tissues all the time. That wouldn't even come. What was so your brand? Uh, Kleenex. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just I would just eat them, and I did that when I was in rehab too. Mm. And it and it was uh, when we moved out of my childhood home. Like I was like twenty at that point. It had been like two years since I've eaten a box of tissues, and that my parents found my wad because oh, I couldn't like I couldn't always eat the, digest them right. So I'd like chew mm -hmm. them like gum and like yeah. stick them places and then go back and chew it later. That's... And they're like they're like what the fuck is that? It's like tissues. I was like pica. So anytime like I see like my strange addiction, it's just another form of an eating disorder. It's just pica. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was in rehab, like we couldn't have paint because a girl that was her thing. She she drank paint. Mm -hmm. It's really sad. But anyways, it was like the same the same sensation. Like I could have eaten a box of tissues, or sometimes when I get into a stressful situation, I was like, man, I really wish I could do a line. And mm -hmm. I've only had one instance in my twenties that I almost did a hard, some hardcore drugs. It was my 23rd birthday. I was newly single out of a very toxic relationship. And everybody was like, let's date Jen. I want to date Jen. No matter who, like my high school friends that I've known for years that would literally call me Hill because I, they were just, that's how close we were. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, yo, Hill, good, come here. And if anyone Hill, that's my last name. Everybody was trying to swing their shot. They, and I was like, I don't know. Thank you. I'm really good, but I just want to have fun. So they threw me this like mm -hmm. giant birthday party. Welcome, welcome me back to the friend group because basically my ex didn't let me talk to my friends. Mm. And I went Jeez. and it was MG for anyone who knows real life is we're just going to call him MG for this podcast. Um, Like, like we were just like the will they or won't they in high school, the, the football captain with the cheerleader and we were friends and then we weren't friends and he did a, a lot of bad things. And then he did a, a lot of self-discovery and became a better person. And we kind of thought the cards had finally aligned. So he threw me this big birthday party. And what does he bring? Bag full of drugs. And he's like, I know this is what you like. And I'm like, I haven't done this in a long time. And this is not who I am anymore. He's like, oh, come on. Mm -hmm. Where's that old Jenny? Jenny with an eye. Where is she? She's so much fun. I'm like, she's gone. Jenny with an eye is gone. Jen is here and Jen is responsible for my life choices. And I got mm -hmm. away. I walked out and left. Yeah. I left, I left my own birthday party because I was and like, then, I don't. 
Sorry, go ahead. But I was going to say, and then what, say you did do that. I wonder how that person's conscious would feel knowing like, yeah. wow, I got someone to do drugs that hasn't done drugs in like X amount of years. Mm -hmm. I just feel like what makes that, what makes, I just what? feel like what character would do that, you know, like. I, I agree. Crazy. And that, that was the only moment in my twenties. And there was a couple times throughout the pandemic. I was like, oh my God, something. Oh, a coping mechanism, mm. poking mechanism, yeah. right? Because that's all that is. It's like, oh, it's gonna make me feel better, guys. It mm. doesn't make you feel better. It actually makes you feel worse after you do it because you're then you're True. so disappointed in yourself, of just why did I do that? Mm -hmm. It's why true. Like why? Because because in your brain it's like, well, like I thought it would make, I thought it would solve everything. It's kind of like this is the theory of marriage, which we'll we'll talk about in a later podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. People that are in maybe toxic relationships think, well, if I got married, it'll fix it. And then they got married. They got married, mm -hmm. and they didn't fix it. And then well, let's like, have a baby. Let's have a baby. Yeah, a baby will fix works. everything. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it doesn't. And then you're so confused, and now you hate each other, and you have this starving baby. And then there's like you're just like you're so unhappy. Happiness comes within you, and you have to. And the, like, there is a saying, you can't love somebody else until you love yourself. I know that's like the cheesiest saying that's on like fucking every sure. like 16 year old sharp. It's true. It is so true. You cannot love somebody else if you don't love yourself. And self-love is very hard to find, especially in day like now when social media is out there and you see these beautiful Instagram models covered in filters and fillers and, and you're just like, how come I can't look like that? And you go, you look at reality TV shows, everyone's supermodels. Why can't I look like that? Why can't I find love? Why can't I buy a house? Why can't, why can my best friend, uh, why is my best friend getting married this year? And I, I can't even keep a boyfriend or a steady job. Like, it's just, it's so hard to find self-love. But if any advice I could give to somebody listening to this is look in the mirror every day and say one good thing about yourself one yep. self-affirmation it could be i didn't i had the opportunity to drink last night and i said no and i'm proud that i did that or i look great i'm having a great fucking hair day or i look in the mirror like i'm fucking awesome and the world is going to be ready for me today it's just kind of something mm -hmm. like that what advice would you give to somebody who maybe needs some self-love help honestly i would say again to to look yourself in the mirror too and just give yourself some gratitude you know, let them know, you know, because everybody's trying. We all every every day, you know, every day's not perfect. And I feel like we all have our our de our demons, our issues. Mm -hmm. And I think the easiest way, not the easiest way, but I think just like going, realizing what's bothering you and try to figure out how to how to control it. Because mm -hmm. when you're when you're intoxicated with the with the substance, it's hard to attack those emotions straight on. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I sometimes would go to alcohol because I had was avoiding situations, I guess. And now that when these situations come up, I could really realize like, wow, like this has probably been bothering me for years. And now I can kind of digest it and, and take a look at it within and just be like, okay, how do I, how can I change this feeling now, you know, instead of going mm -hmm. to the bottle or going to an addiction, how can I just face it straight on, either accept it or change it? And how can I feel better? How can I feel better about myself? How can I show myself that I'm still, I'm like, I said, I'm not perfect. I'm still, mm -hmm. my therapist told me this every day. I need to, I need to give myself gratitude too. And it's true. Like, 
if you can wake up every morning and just stare stare in the mirror and just like you said just give yourself mm -hmm. one good reason of or just one good thing of gratitude that's just good and positive it will set your day like if you just go into the mirror and say hey like wow i get to wake up today mm -hmm. and create content to better someone else's vision or i get to create content that's going to make five people happy mm -hmm. you know that i popped up on their feed and made them laugh um or you know what like just in general like i just i'm a good person or i'm doing good you know like i'm really out here making an impact on society you know or you know i've lost weight i look great you know mm -hmm. i should tell myself that instead of giving myself a hard time about the three pounds i might have gained because of some maybe some poor choices or lack of sleep or whatever you know mm -hmm. um so yeah that's what i would do or say i think to someone is is to uh you know acknowledge that you know give yourself some gratitude try to show yourself some self-love because that will go a long way because if you're going around here hating yourself like how can you you know show love to someone else when you're you're not even happy with yourself you know like um and i'm working on that too like i'm working on trying to you know love myself more so that i can continue to show love you know to my relationships and to mm -hmm. people around me because if you don't even like yourself or love yourself that's going to rub off on everybody else too so mm -hmm. uh, i think that's a good way to look at it as well so I, I think that's really good advice and you, you touched on something that like I, you speak to a therapist i think mm -hmm. therapy is very important uh, especially Absolutely. if you want to get sober talk to, if you have a therapist talk to your therapist about it talk talk mm -hmm. to anybody being sober is not a solo journey Okay. Mm -hmm, a lot of people true. think it is a solo journey. It is not. You need friends and family and a support system. I know Alcoholics Anonymous gets like every, you just go to AA. Um, it actually does really help you. I know a lot of friends um, who can, who relapsed, um, went to AA after. And honestly, relapses happen. Mm -hmm. It happens. You have a bad day, you relapse. And it doesn't mean that you're less of a human. It doesn't mean you're less of a person. You just had you just made a poor judgment decision. That doesn't mean that AA is not going to be there to support you. Your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your friend, your boss, anybody, yeah. your therapist. Like there are so many people out there. There are so many programs that can help you get sober. It's not and like, like for an example, like you could be able to cut off alcohol. You could say tomorrow, I'm not going to drink for the next, for the rest of my life. That's awesome. I hope you're able to do that. But some people you need to, you need to wean yourself off it. You can't mm -hmm. just go from drinking True. a bottle of whiskey a day to not drinking it. You're going to mm -hmm. go through withdrawal. Um, so it takes 21 days to break a habit. So it can yep, take 21 days to get the, finally get the alcohol out of your system for, so if you partake in marijuana, marijuana can live in your system for up for 30 days. So it's always, even if you haven't smoked a joint in 29 days, it's still in your system. So it, it, think about that as well. If just like, it's going to take a minute to get the alcohol out of your system. It's going to take a minute and you're going to feel like garbage and everything oh, yeah. in your body is going to tell you, well, just go and do it. You're going to feel so much better. Just, just go to it, but fight the urge after 21 days and you will feel so much better. Yep. It just... But don't do it alone. Talk to talk to anybody. 
Uh, I'm going to put links below for both the US and Canada for Alcoholic Anonymous and as well of just good free resources and good other podcasts as well that to listen to if you want to start your sober journey. Um, I really do hope that if you listen to this podcast and you're considering maybe even just cutting back on alcohol or cutting back on your drug intake, mm -hmm. it's going to save you. Yeah. It's going to it's going to save your life. That like, and I think that's the thing that we kind of forget that like when we're in our twenties, we think we're invincible. And then as soon as you get into your thirties, everything hurts. Mm -hmm. And then when you get into your forties, you're like, holy shit, I'm halfway to 80. What have I done? Oh. Right. And you're halfway with done with your life too. Some people don't even make it to 80. Yeah, it, exactly. So scary. it is scary. So just at that point, just know in your sobriety journey it's never an alone journey there is multiple ways to help you and the first step and i think this is the most important thing when it comes to sobriety because i know somebody in my real life and i'm not going to name names it's they have been in and out of rehab for the past like couple years like we're not like close at all and i wasn't surprised by it because they they didn't want it they didn't choose it. They didn't choose to be sober. Somebody else chose it for them. Mm -hmm. And you can't let somebody else choose your sobriety. You have to choose your sobriety. You have to wake up and say, I want to do this for me. Because if you don't do though, if you don't have that phrase, you're not going to do it. You're not going to follow through because they're going to say, well, fuck it, it's for the other person. Or say if it's like a girlfriend or a boyfriend and they break up with you because Somebody going through uh, substance abuse, that is very, can be very difficult on your significant yeah. other. It, it, Godspeed to the significant others out there that are, are helping their partners through mm -hmm. their sobriety. It's just, it comes down to being like, well, my partner gave me the ultimatum. Either I got sober or they left. So I got sober. That person may not remain sober and may have a relapse. And then that cup, that person may leave because you failed their ultimatum. You failed their test. So if you're going to get sober and your partner's pressuring you, talk to them about, listen, I want to get sober, but you pressuring me saying like, you're not going to have a drink after Thursday for the rest of your life ever. That's not how sobriety works. It's like sure. going to rehab for an eating disorder. My, my family would tell me all the time, we'll just eat. That's not the problem. The problem is I could physically eat. It's the, it's me wanting to eat. It's me wanting to have that control. A lot of people do those substances because it's the only form of control they have in their life. That was something that was really brought upon in rehab. It's a form of control when you yeah. don't feel like you have control. And the problem with alcohol and drugs, you can get, you can get out of control very quickly, very fast. So if you know anybody that you want to, talk to you but get them to listen to this podcast this is two people going through a sobriety journey in their 20s and 30s mm -hmm. like i know for the rest of my life i can't do drugs i don't want to do i don't want to do drugs and nard you could go the rest of your life without wanting a drink for the rest of your life look at us as two examples of people that wanted to better our lives by taking the one single step that we could do was to cut out alcohol to cut out drugs and to be better humans for it and feel better. And like Nard said, feeling, you feel better, not right yeah. away, 
but you feel so much better. You'll actually have a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. You will not feel groggy waking up. You won't need to have six coffees a day because you're not groggy and hungover from the night before. Right. But people don't understand. So you have three beers a night. That's 15 beers a week. Imagine what that's doing to your system. Not only is it doing Mm -hmm. to your system, but doing to your wallet. Mm -hmm. Alcohol is not cheap. Yep. So in my rule of thumb is if I feel like I go out to a play a bar and I want a drink and if I'm not currently drinking at that moment, I buy dessert. It's the same price. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's sugar. And we'll get into sugar as a drug at a different podcast. You're right. It please, is. Please invite me to that one because I think that's <laughs> sugar. Honestly, we could talk about that in the next episode next, on another episode, but mm-hmm. that is even more harder to quit. Yes. And I think sugar is way more addicting for me. Mm-hmm. in my journey and experience than alcohol because sugar is just so hard and it's, every, and it's in everything. It's in everything. It's, it's yeah. in literally everything. Try keto for salt with real keto, not lazy Ooh. keto, real keto for seven mm-hmm. days. You will literally, you won't poop. You will not yeah, go to the bathroom. So I was constipated uh, when I did it by yeah. mistake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you literally, I would have sweats. I would literally go from hot sweats to normal because my body was going through sugar. Like people would literally say, just, just eat some sugar. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to, because I'm doing this for me. And I did, Mm -hmm. I went 30 days without one drop of sugar. And I can sit here and do it. I'm gonna do it. You know what? No added sugar for me. I gotta have, I gotta get my fruit in though. Yeah. Fruit's fine. As long as it's like a small bit of berries. You know what? If you do it, I will do it. I can't see, but this is the thing. You're like, well, I can't do it's it. May, like, I can't do it May this first. Week. It's May 1st. I've already it's had May sugar 1st. today. So oh, okay. <laughs> Me too. I had a vanilla latte today. So yeah, I guess I'm see? out. I guess okay. I'm out. Okay. What if we did it June 1st? We get our month to set okay. us up because like to, okay. to do keto guys, I know this is a, a different topic of from sobriety, yeah, but yeah. kind of it's not with sugar. It's expensive. It is not cheap to do keto. You have to buy, have a lot of protein and a mm-hmm. lot of vegetables, very expensive things and a lot of nuts. But I promise you from June 1st to the 31st, if there's a 31st of June or June 30th. I oh, think I think so. A, I think there's a third. No, there's July 31st. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. I always have to count on my knuckles or whatever for the ones <laughs> that have like, the, you know, like the January, yeah. February, March, March 31st, and there's April 30th then May 31st and June 30th. So yeah. 30 days. I will do keto with you. And we will go. To the, we will I go will to... do no added sugar. Yeah, no added no, sugar. Keto, Because keto might make bring Well, I could do keto, but mm-hmm. uh, I just don't want to have to go through that. I literally thought I was dying when um yep. when I hit, I almost hit ketosis because I was tracking my calories and yep. tracking how many carbs I was eating. And I was literally hitting, I wasn't doing like super low, like under 20 or whatever, but mm-hmm. I was hitting like 30, like 30 yeah. grams of, of, of carbs. And mm-hmm. now, and that was because I was eating berries, spinach and on a high carb day, it'll be because I had beans. And yep. even then I wasn't even getting enough fiber. Nope. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like for berries, for anyone who's, I guess, no, this is not, this is not only going to be audio. You can only have this much. You can have mm-hmm. whatever your palm is with a circle. That's all you can mm-hmm. have. I used to eat four strawberries a day. <laughs> I had five. Yeah. I ate, I ate five and then a, and a small cup of blueberries yep. that got me about 
just under 15 grams of, of carbs. Mm -hmm. So I still had about, I was doing under 50. I did under 50 grams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that was even hard to do. So why, why, okay, why don't we say not keto, low carb? Low I carb, think that's yeah, a, let's do low I carb. Think that, I yeah. think we can do low carb. We're going to shake on it. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're shaking. All right, we're cool. shaking. Low we're shaking. carb, no added sugar for low, me. Yes. Low carb, no added sugar. No, no low carb, no added All sugar. Right. We're going to do that. And I think what All we right. should do is at the end of June, let's do another podcast and talk yeah. about how we feel. Because we're going to feel like exactly. fucking rock stars by we the are, end of June. We are. Because you're not going to feel we so are. sluggish. You're not going to be mm -hmm. like, oh, I feel like. Mm -hmm. But anyways. Yeah. Nar can I, make, can yeah. I just make, before we end, I just want to make one note about. Yeah just quitting alcohol yeah of uh, i just want to say and this is my last final thoughts is that it's going to be different everybody's journey of to sobriety is obviously going to be different everybody's going to mm -hmm. have different reasons i'm no doctor so the things that i've said in this podcast was just personal for me mm -hmm. and i also want to just say that from just not drinking for 11 months has actually increased my life in a positive way that i've never thought could I could imagine. Mm -hmm. I've saved so much money. I lost over 50 pounds. My uh, my mental health in general has been has increased mm -hmm. dramatically. Like I I can wake up with like no current anxieties yet, you know, like I still have my anxieties, but it's not as severe as it was when I was drinking. Mm -hmm. Um just all that stuff like less brain fog, the productivity, like my creative like mindset is crazy now. Like I can just like come up with ideas so much faster and I have so much more time in the day to just get stuff done. Cause I'm not sitting at the bar for two hours drinking. And when I, if I'm at home drinking, I'm not feeling sluggish. I, I had that like moment where I'm like, man, I'm a little tipsy, but I don't want to be productive, you know? So I don't know. I just feel like in the last 11 months, I've been just so I hit hundred K on my YouTube, not YouTube, but on my TikTok channel. Uh, there's, I've experienced so many milestones and stuff like that just through sobriety. So I just wanted to just add those good things, even though there's some bad things, because you know, you have the social life issues and stuff like that. And sometimes you feel a certain way um, during your during your time to sobriety. But I just wanted to throw out those good points just because I didn't mention any of those. Um, and that's what kept me going is the fact that I can wake up and feel great, feel like I'm ready to rock and roll, all this extra energy, and I'm saving money, and I'm putting my money towards other things other than alcohol now. I bought a, a, an engagement ring because of that, stuff like that. I, I went to Europe. Just all that money that I would have spent on alcohol has been just in my pocket, being able to better either my brand or just my personal life. And mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just been great. I feel like my mindset's just different. And, and again... I had to eliminate um, alcohol to get to where I'm at. Not everybody can do it. Everybody can drink casually and, and nothing happens to them. But I think that I was able to increase my productivity and just my mindset without the distractions of, of alcohol. And, and that's how I just want to say that's, that's how my journey's been. And that's why I've made it to as far as I did. Cause I used to, you know, wake up feeling sluggish, stomach aches, and it's because I was drinking like every day and limiting that my blood pressure is better. My cholesterol level, my blood work has came in fine. My liver has been better and my heart stuff has been good too. Like it's just from just a couple dietary changes and, and the no alcohol has definitely improved my physical and mental health. 
and I have no regrets of, of quitting alcohol for 11 months. So just want to throw that out there. Uh, Jannard, I'm so happy. I'm so proud of you. Like, Thank I know you. we just met like a mm-hmm. couple months ago, but I am so proud of where you've come. And thank you so much for sharing your sobriety journey today. You are a fucking rock star. You are amazing. And I don't ever want you to forget it. Appreciate okay? that. You are I really appreciate welcome. that. Because no one never congratulate anybody for that, you know. So it's kind of nice to hear it, you know. Of course. Well, I'm so proud of you that I know that you can make it. Well, I know you'll make it to the 12 months. And mm-hmm. you'll make it to 13 and 14 and 15 and then 16. And for however long you want, because it's your journey and you get to decide where your journey goes. So I want to thank you again so much for coming on here today and sharing your story and sharing wisdom for anybody who's maybe considering wanting to get sober and doesn't really know where to start or is scared because they think they'll be social outcasts. That's not true. That is not true at all. You you can do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it, but just make sure it's something that you want to do and then you'll be able to follow through. So Jannard, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for being my first ever guest. I am honored. And thank you for sharing your story too. Thank you. I forget for many years, I never talked about it. It was just like, I was like, I was, it was a hidden secret, but a promise I wanted to make to myself is to be more open about the experience of uh, indulging in alcohol and drugs a little too early uh, in my life and the damage that it has done and the irreversible damage sorry, the damage that cannot be fixed, um, but share the story so that doesn't happen again mm-hmm. to the next person. So exactly, I want to thank you again. Why don't you tell everybody where we can find your amazing work? You can find me on YouTube at the Nard Villain. And I also have a personal YouTube channel that's Jannard. And if you want or curious to see any of my work, Outside of what I do for The Sims, you can just uh, go to my website, and that is thenardcast.com. And from there, you can find everything else, Sim stuff, my YouTube channels, Twitter, and all that. Um, so, yeah, thenardcast.com and or anything Nard Villain, just search it. And hopefully, it's just all good stuff that you find when you search Nard Villain. A hundred percent. Like I said in our, our first ever interview, you were the first Sims comedian that I'd yeah. ever seen. And I'm so fucking proud that we become friends. Also, see, yes. mark the calendars, kids. I just confirmed it is Wednesday as our Simmer uh, Spotlight. That's so funny. Our third cool. podcast and then our first one come out in the yes. same week. That's awesome. So the so the podcast that I'm on comes out next Wednesday or this upcoming Wednesday? Because this is obviously going to air on the this Sunday, is, right? This is airing on Sunday. So okay. our podcast would come out on, I believe... I think we decided, was it like the 9th, the 10th? No. Yeah. Yeah, the 9th. No. Yes. The 10th is a Wednesday. The 10th is the Wednesday. The 10th, kids. Go check out uh, Nard Villains podcast on the 10th. Again, that was was not planned. That just happened Mm -hmm. to be as I was looking at the posting schedule earlier today. I was like, oh, that's the podcast is coming up next week. But Nard, it has been an absolute pleasure having you here today. Again, thank you for sharing your story. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. You guys are awesome. Thank you for following me along in this new series that I I'm excited to for do. this. I'm excited to just talk about real life and let's let's bring some real life to this podcast. Um, like I said at the beginning, do not worry. This is not replacing Simmer Spotlights on Wednesdays or roundtables. You will still have those for 
very much the foreseeable future as i've currently filmed up to november podcast okay you've, you've got you've got wednesday podcast till Dang. november you've got time but these will be sprinkled in throughout and if anybody wants to come on please message me you want to come and talk about something real come talk to me i've had a lot of people reach out in the last day of wanting to share some real life well real life knowledge with everybody so again i want to thank you for coming here today and have a great rest of your day and please go check out uh nardville and the links are going to be below for all of his amazing talented work thank you you're welcome i'll have a great rest of your night bye you too